0: Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 554. Stand up for your beliefs. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Barb Rankin. I saw the latest Star Wars adventure, Rogue One, at the movies this past weekend, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I talk about standing up for your beliefs. Well, happy Tuesday, everyone. Wow. Christmas is on Sunday. I'm not ready. And then we ring out 2016 one week later. This year has flown by. Some of you have had a good year, and some of you are ready for a fresh start in 2017. Today's episode is a closing for me as well as this is my last Stuff I Learned Yesterday epi. I want to thank Daryl for giving me this wonderful opportunity and each of you for your comments and support. It has meant so much. Thank you. Now, speaking of opportunities, if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen Rogue One yet, you've got to see it. You're going to love it. I saw it at IMAX in 3D with a friend Sunday afternoon, and I'm definitely going to see it again. At least once more. Maybe twice. I'm recording this epi just after I've seen the movie, and I'm still in the glow of it. So, here are a few fun facts without any spoilers about the movie Rogue One. Number one. The film's working title was Red Cup. Number two. One of the titles considered for the movie was Dark Times. Number three. Visual effects legend John Knoll came up with the story and pitched it to Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilms. Now, he worked on a few movies that you might know, Star Wars Episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, as well as working on TV's Star Trek, The Next Generation, and Deep Space Nine, and he made uncredited appearances in both Star Wars 1 and 3. I wonder how he would answer the question, Star Wars or Star Trek? Hmm, I guess he'd have to say both. Number four. Gary Witta wrote the first draft of the screenplay and came up with the film's title. He actually posted the title of the movie to his Twitter account at one point, but nobody knew that that was the new Star Wars movie. Number five, this is the first Star Wars movie where the title of the movie is actually spoken in the film. And number six, this is the first big screen Star Wars movie for which John Williams has not recorded the score. All of you Lost fans will recognize the name of the composer, though, Michael Giacano. These fun facts were brought to you by inafarawaygalaxy.com, and there are many other little tidbits about the movie. But don't visit the site until after you've seen the movie, or you're going to be spoiled. You know where you won't be spoiled? Yes, indeed, the Friday Forum. There's only one Friday Forum and one Thursday Forum remaining, and Daryl already told us that this week is filled up. This is your last chance to tell us how you have made a difference or how stuff I learned yesterday has impacted you by sharing your experiences with all of us in the Golden Spiral Media community. Share your story. What experiences have you had? What lessons have you learned? For whom have you made a difference? Or how has someone made a difference for you? You can participate in the Friday Forum by visiting our feedback page or calling our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278 or you can even typey-typey out a message and send it in. I look forward to hearing from you. What I learned yesterday. We don't need to pay those invoices. We bought that inventory as a favor to your chief financial officer to help him make his year-end numbers, and we're going to send it back. Wait, what did he just say? I had been employed by my publicly traded company for eight months and was already troubled by some of the business and financial practices I had seen. I was visiting one of our out-of-state customers, and we were reviewing over $1 million of old invoices that they had not paid. I had also been asked to generally review their business practices as my company was considering acquiring this customer. This was more than two decades ago, several years before the Sarbanes-Oxley Act of 2002 was enacted to protect investors from the possibility of fraudulent accounting activities by corporations. However, I knew that if what the customer had told me was true— that if these purchases were not really purchases at all, that this would be inflating my company's year-end sales in a deceptive business practice. I returned from my trip and told my immediate supervisor what I had seen and what I had been told, and I advised against continuing discussions to acquire the company. Two weeks later, my team and I were reviewing the accounting records of a local customer that our company was already acquiring, and one of my key team members came to me telling me that this customer had told her the same story. The local customer had not paid about $650,000 of her invoices to our company because she was told she could return the goods. She said she took the inventory at year-end as a favor to the CFO. I again told my manager, who was clearly troubled by this news. When another co-worker told me that there had been trailers filled with inventory parked on our company's premises at the end of the year, and our company had counted those as sales, I felt strongly that this could be an improper accounting practice. It also went against my beliefs. My beliefs of integrity in business, of honestly dealing with shareholders, customers, and employees, and of right and wrong. I had worked hard to build my reputation, and I did want to see it damaged through association with what I felt were inappropriate business practices. I had already spoken up and escalated my concerns. Would I stand up for my beliefs and continue to be associated with this company? I had to make a decision. Standing up for your beliefs is not always popular. There is a reason for the term silent majority with emphasis on silent. People don't like confrontation. They don't like being outcasts. History is full of examples of people who lose their jobs, are ostracized, shunned by family and friends, and even killed for standing up for their beliefs. We tend to think about the more extreme examples, such as early American colonists who fled England to avoid religious persecution, or early explorers who believed the world was round rather than flat, or people who stood up to Adolf Hitler and always found ways to hide, shelter, and protect members of the Jewish faith. Perhaps lesser known is Cynthia Cooper, who, as the vice president of internal audit at WorldCom, discovered a $3.8 billion fraud at her company in 2002 and worked with her team to advise their audit committee and the board of directors, forcing the resignation and prosecution of those involved in the deception. She stood up for what she believed at the risk of losing her job, to do the right thing. Seven weeks after the out-of-state customer visit, I resigned from my company. I found another position with a new company and left the old one behind. And the company I left? Three years after I departed, it filed for bankruptcy and the company was liquidated one year later. Here's what I learned. I've learned to stand up for my beliefs by setting an example for others. I'm not perfect, and I will fall. But when I do, I'm going to dust myself off, get up, and stand up for my beliefs again. And when I stand up for my beliefs, I need to pick my fights wisely. I work at not judging others. I remind myself to be respectful when I disagree with someone else. I remind myself to be fair. Sometimes I need to walk away, and I hope and pray that I have the wisdom to know in which circumstances I should do that. But I need to stand up for my most important values and beliefs, those of faith, love, and character. Those are non-negotiable. How will I feel about myself if I don't stand up for what I believe? If I compromise my morals or my ethics or my faith? Each of us needs to decide what our core values and beliefs are and decide whether we will stand by and live by those values and beliefs. Our beliefs can change as we age and mature and as we experience life. We can and should thoughtfully consider what is important to each of us and how we will incorporate that into our lives, our morals, our values, our behavior, our stand on right versus wrong, our stand on business, politics, religion. You will respect yourself when you stand up for your beliefs. You will know who you are and what you stand for. Make a difference. Stand up for your beliefs. As I sign off for the last time, my last Stuff I Learned Yesterday episode, I wish you a very blessed Christmas filled with hope, love, and I wish for you a faith that can move mountains. Believe it. I'm Barb Rankin, and this has been Stuff. I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd share it with a friend.